0: It was a record-breaking night for Quinn Hughes as he broke Doug Lidster's franchise record for points by a defenseman in a season. Yet, the Canucks were mathematically eliminated from the postseason for the sixth time in seven years. It's locked on, Canucks. We're going to have some fun. Let's get to it. on canucks your daily podcast on the vancouver canucks part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hello everybody and welcome to locked on canucks i'm your host justin poody please like and subscribe to our youtube channel but also i want to say thank you to everybody for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. If it's I know it's kind of late out west. I've been kind of busy, as you can see, I'm dressed up in a turtleneck. I had some you know, important business to attend to today. Uh, But I still made sure I got that episode out for you guys. So if it's not your first listen, thank you for making your second listen of the day. Of course, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasting services. Guys, last night or actually yesterday, I'm sure you guys, hopefully you guys did enjoy the episode I did with Erica from Locked on Kraken. I was right. The Canucks did win. By two or more goals, the puck line did hit. Um, But in all seriousness, I want to say thank you to Erica um, specifically for inviting me to come on, have a a collaborative uh, episode. Definitely be something we do in the future. It was a great show. I had a blast. um, And to beat the Kraken at home in a game which saw Spencer Martin play decently well. Quinn Hughes break a franchise record and also the night where the Canucks were finally mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Um, All around, we knew it was coming. It was expected. Um, The grave was kind of already dug. They just had to put the last bit of dirt over the coffin of the Canucks season. And now uh, we play the string up for the next two games and we go from there and the offseason hits and all the fun begins of offseason predictions, draft. Draft lottery, free agency trade, who stays, who goes. And we're going to kind of touch into that a bit today. Um, I want to talk about kind of the first block, just JT Miller. Um, JT Miller um, potentially is going to get 100 points this season. And I honestly think that it is something that needs to be talked about because his contract is coming up and it's very, it's going to be a hot, hot pressing, you know, I assume a hot pressing issue now, currently JT Miller sits at 78 games played 31 goals, 66 assists for 97 points. And let's just face it. He's been the engine of the Canucks this year. Um, quick stat for you about JT Miller. I just was going to say in his three years with the Canucks in about 200 games, he scored 215 points or sorry, 200 points in 215 games, which is hovering on a point per game. And no, oh, Sorry. 215 points in 200 games, which is by far the most. Quinn Hughes is second. He played a lot less games. So what I'm trying to say is JT Miller, once he has, since he's come over to the Canucks from the Tampa Bay Lightning, has been an absolute gem. And as I mentioned before on the show, it is going to be interesting to see what transpires this offseason with him and his contract. He's still one more year on his deal at $5.25 million. Of course, he's going to get a pay raise because he's simply been the Canucks' best player uh, over the last few years. I think it's pretty safe to say that. Um, what it comes down to with JT Miller is this, in my personal opinion. Is he a pusher or a pull? Sorry, does he need to be pushed or is he a puller? And by that, I mean, will he ha- does he have the wherewithal to drag this team and be a leader and pull this team when going as top? Or... Is he one of those guys that needs to be pushed and guided while to, in order to be successful? And I think we all know JT Miller is the type of guy that's a stand-up guy. He's a gritty guy, a 200-foot player who can obviously produce at a high level, but he's a puller. He can get on front. He can. Uh, it's funny. You look at the NBA. They're all talking about driving the bus and that being a measure of how successful you are as a player. JT Miller is a bus driver of a team. He's a guy who is going to lead a team to maybe not a Stanley cup, but he's a guy on a team who can be considered a leader and elite player. Um, And he has to stick around. Um, Now I know a lot of people are wondering, well, what if he's pricing himself out of Vancouver and stuff like that? It, it doesn't matter. I, I always have this philosophy, this way of thinking that if you have star players, you got to pay them and keep them. Yes. It's a salary cap league, but also you look at the NFL, the NFL is a salary cap league where, stars are at a premium you look where you know wide receivers now where weapons are so important um, in football that they're getting 30 million dollars a year for wide receivers because it's a premium position jt miller is a frontline player he can play center he can play wing he can you know split penalty kill power play he can do it all he is a guy a valuable asset that needs to be in this organization and i don't for certain players i believe yes there's a cap you have to spend but I think with a guy like JT Miller and considering what it, the rumors are, what he's looking, I don't think it's going to be something crazy over, you know, 11 million, 12 million. You might ask that and not getting rid of it, but that's all part of negotiation. I think JT Miller, you know, is going to price himself into that 8 million, eight and a half million a year. And I would gladly pay that for him because he's a guy that is a culture setter. He's a puller. He's a leader. And he seems to fit in this organization. And I think, you do whatever it takes to sign him. As, as well as Bo Horvat, these type of guys, these quality locker room guys, these guys that are producing on and off the ice, they need to stick around because what's the biggest thing I've been harping on about this team? Culture, sustainability, working together, foundation building, strength. Those two guys are two beams, pillars of a foundation that needs to be rebuilt. Um, of course, it also f- fluctuates too when what management wants, what the new coaching staff wants. But by all indications, um, is going to come back. And I expect JT Miller to sign a lucrative deal this offseason um, because A, he's deserved it, and B, because the Canucks need him. My first show, I said, JT Miller's been playing so well this season, you cannot trade him. And I think every Canucks fan now would, well, you have your cynical Canucks fans would obviously say, oh, well, he's overpriced himself. Uh, I don't want to waste any money on him, whatever. For me, you're not who in the draft, if you draft some trade JT Miller for a bunch of draft picks or prospects, are you surefire going to get a guy who's going to ever amount to JT Miller's status over the last three years? I don't, it's an unknown. Yes, you might, or no, it could be a bust, right? I'd rather take the known commodity. That's the safer route, in my opinion. You look at stocks or business or, you know anything? I think you take the known commodity of J.T. Miller and you keep him. Now, again, if they decide to switch the organizational structure and decide that we don't want Miller anymore, then there's nothing I can really do about that. But look, hundred point score. He says he wants the biggest thing for him is winning, and I can I and mean, I I totally agree with him. There's always guys out there in sports that I feel the money the paycheck is more important than winning and hey i totally respect that decision if that is your prerogative um when you play professional sports and you want to you're put your money your business and your finances and your generational wealth ahead of winning by all means i cannot hate on that because as a professional athlete you have such a finite uh, period of time to capitalize on that money i will never be mad at somebody to ever chase the money because. I'm the same way. If I have an opportunity that will help and secure my finance to help my family, my loved ones all more to put me in a better position uh, in the, in the world, I will obviously consider that and probably will take that because that's how I'm wired. Now, somebody else might be different, right? When it comes to sports, I can never hate on somebody who um, looks, takes the money over winning. Now I could, it might, if it hurts if it's my own team, And, you know, they won't take a pay cut or whatever. But um, JT Miller, to me, seems like a guy who winning consumes him first over money. And I think that could work in the Canucks' favor where they can say, hey, look, we are trying to build a winner here, and we want you to be a key cog. Here's the offer. and then But you have to back that up. You have to back that um, promise up that you're actually going to build a contender. And I think these guys, the Canucks manager right now, wants to build a contender. So, um, my to summarize what I talked about what JT. Miller right here is, look, they're not making the play, they didn't make the playoffs this year, but there are signs of growth, there are signs of uh, things getting better. And I definitely think that keeping JT. Miller around would just help this culture, this new era uh, build because he's been an amazing player for the last three years. He's done so much for this organization that if you get rid of him, it kind of sets us back for unknown commodities unknown things unless you're getting a surefire all-star back for jt miller um which i don't think you will you probably be getting picks prospects and stuff like that um unless like i said it could be a straight hockey trade um or he just simply says i don't want to be here anymore then good riddance but from all indication is i think the canucks will offer him a new deal and they will try to hash that out because quite simply he is a puller he will pull this franchise he's not a. he doesn't need to be pushed he's not a passenger he will be up front and as charles barkley says he will drive the bus coming up after the break i want to talk about mr quinn hughes and his record-breaking season and how again just how quiet this year has been for him but how great he has been but first i want to talk to you guys about hello fresh with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on Hello Foods for all your delivery needs. I am extremely busy in my life. I cannot I barely have time to grocery shop and stuff like that. But I love HelloFresh because I get farm fresh seasonal produce with easy to make recipes and they're delivered to my door every week. It is so Easy. HelloFresh chefs really know how to diversify the menu, which for me is huge. I love eating different things. Uh, seasoned recipes like salmon, limon, pasta primavera. You could pick favorites from 50 different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to. Say if you're going out of town, vacation, whatnot. It's awesome. You customize your own dishes. I love it. Like I said, I, this past week, I was super busy with you know, podcasts, schoolwork. Um, just life in general. And I didn't have time to go to the grocery store. So I hop on HelloFresh. And what do you know, Monday morning, a lovely package of food shows up and I can make my meals for the rest of the week. So what I want you guys to do is go to hellofresh.com slash locked on 16 and use code locked on 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That is locked on 16. At HelloFresh.com slash locked on 16 for 16 free meals. Also, HelloFresh is also America's number one meal kit. Okay. Quinn Hughes last night with a goal. Sorry. sorry with a goal and an, ass, and an assist last night broke Doug Lidster's record. For points by a Canucks defenseman with sixty at 63. Quinn Hughes, in my personal opinion, has had a very... Well, he's had a 66-point season, almost 70 points. Next to Roman Yossi, who's been absolutely on fire, 91 points this year. Uh, Quinn Hughes had a very, very good year in 74 games played. 25 minutes a game. You know, he... The thing about Quinn Hughes that I love the most is simply just his skating ability. Um, his just ability to control the game at ease. Um, and you see that it's, I feel like sometimes we don't, um, we look at Quinn Hughes and we don't say, um, sorry, we don't say we don't appreciate enough because it looks like the game comes so easy to him. Um, and that's not really the skill itself. When the game comes so easy to a player, it's hard to understand just how great they are. Um, this record stood for thirty-five years. Maybe that's just um the and I don't know if it's a praise on it's more praise on Hughes or more ineptitude. The Canucks have never been able to develop a uh an elite defenseman like that. Now we're talking about thirty-five years ago back in the eighties where uh games were ten eight or you know, nine seven. Um we're in a much different league now. Um but I, I think this benchmark was just something that um will just it, it, I think it's one of many records he will break. He's I think he's already has the highest scoring Canucks the highest scoring playoffs for a Canucks defenseman. I think he had that back in 2020 uh over you know guys like Derek Lumi from 94, Christian Ehrhoff from 2011, Kevin Bieksa from 2011. Um it's definitely I think when you look back at this huge comp, Remember uh, I guess, remember before um the deal uh, he signed at the beginning of the year, the six-year deal. People are like, ah, is it too much. We don't know. I think he kind of justified that this year, the fact that, you know, Quinn Hughes is a, you know, a franchise defense. He might not be Kale McCarr. Then again, you know, Kale McCarr also plays on a much better team. But I think Quinn Hughes kind of proved and justified that this, you know, sorry. Excuse me while I catch my breath. Quinn Hughes' salary, you know, his six years $47 million deal, which about $7.8 million, is justified because he is an elite defenseman. And quite frankly, I think as you see him get better and defenseman contracts raise, you'll see, hey, that's actually a good deal. Um, which is one of the benefits of signing a longer-term deal with a player coming into his RFA year, where he you get good value. You look at the speed in the Colorado, look what happened with Nathan McKinnon. He had a kind of a bad year going to his contract. He signed a cheap, cheap deal and he took off. He became one of the top three players in the world. And the Colorado Avalanche were paying him like 6 million bucks a year. And it helped them out so much to build this roster now where they are. When you look at it, the Avalanche are a cup contender. They are quite friendly to me. I think they're the favorites to win the Stanley cup because they have a guy like Nathan McKinnon on top of Miko Rantanen and all these guys. So, I just wanted to say, like, uh, Quinn Hughes, congratulations. You've done an excellent job this season. And considering the fact that you've had to play with, you know, not just slight on Luke Shen, because Luke Shen's played um, admirably this year, and I think he's definitely deserve- showed that. I'm not too sure if it's me, because the Canucks back end, he's got so many minutes, but he's definitely proved that he's a valuable commodity to a NHL defensive core. I don't know if it's a championship defense core, but he's is definitely a serviceable everyday defenseman. Um, and by playing with Quinn Hughes, who's that calming force. So, we'll see if Luke Shen's back next year. But I just want to say that you know Quinn Hughes um, definitely deserves praise uh, for breaking a 35 year old record set by Doug Lidster, um, yeah, the Canucks point per game points in a season by defense. But I just you're seeing his game develop every year. But now the defensive end has to work a little bit more. But he's improving on that, right? And I think with Hughes. The biggest thing is just the continual improvement. I talked about the pod calls I talked about it with um, all these guys that I'd, I'd rather see improvement progression every year. If you take a step back one year, well, I want to see you take that step forward again or two steps forward. And I think Quinn Hughes has had a great year this year and kind of reasserted if, like I said, if there was an Olympics this year, Quinn Hughes would have been on team USA hands down. Everybody likes to talk about Adam Fox out of New York, Kale McCarr. Um, you know, all these guys, but I think Quinn Hughes kind of put his name back into that conversation as a elite young defenseman. Um, so I de- again, Qu- Quinn Hughes, congratulations! Great job this season, again, uh, breaking Douglitzer's 35 year record of points by a defenseman in, in a season. Now, quickly before we go to our final break, I kind of want to just quickly talk about the biggest disappointments because. Again, the Canucks did not make the playoffs for the sixth time in seven years. Um, and it's very upsetting. Um, so a couple disappointments this year. Um, one would be Jason Dickinson. He came in to be a third line center and he was injured in consistent play. And I just don't, didn't see the fit this year. Um, I, I didn't see um, why he was such a covet, not so coveted, but why he was brought in. He didn't live up to that expectation of being a shut down third line center um who knows if he's back around I, I don't i don't know um but he just kind of it, it was kind of flat for me i didn't really see anything um that popped off the page on a defensive uh look at the canucks back in their heyday when they had you know manny malhotra as a third line center who was a guy that could win you a lot of faces penalty kill a gritty guy um that was something that was key for the Canucks. Then. Uh, the next guy is Niels Hoaglander. He, again, had a nice rookie year, took a step back this year. Um, and I think that's expected with a sophomore slump. You know, Bruce Brugio had called him out a few times. Uh, I think Hoaglander can bounce back. I think he's going to be a valuable player in this top six. He's going to have to make that jump to the top six because he has a talent for it. Um, so this offseason is critical for him to take that next step, get his body right, get his mind right develop further and then reach that level where um he's somebody that we can look at and we can you know insert in the top six for sure the other guy's brock besser look besser kind of has oh the thing with brock besser is this he's has all the skill in the world in my opinion to be an elite goal scorer he just has never reached that level other than his rookie year injuries um I don't think with Brock Besser is this. I'm kind of I'm kinda at the point where I'm with with Brock Besser. I'm kinda like, you know what? Maybe it's time to cut loose and move on to a better situation. Sorry, not a better situation, a different direction. We um, you know, Vancouver gets another asset for him, and Minnesota the Minnesota native could go to Minnesota, but I just think it's time that a fresh change is needed. Because like I said, his contract's gonna be up. Depends on what he's gonna ask for. So I just don't it could be a situation where. You, know, you do a Patrick Liney style trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois. It's a straight hockey trade. A swap a guy who needs another change for another change and both talented guys, and we'll see what happens. Um, but I think Brock Besser was the biggest disappointment because he plays on the top line. He's expected to produce, and he didn't produce that level. Yes, he had injuries. Yes, um, he has other intangibles at work. But Brock Besser is paid to score goals. And Brock when Brock Besser's not scoring goals, um, he's not doing his job. And I just think that was the biggest thing um, for Brock Besser. So those are my three biggest disappoint, uh, disappointments on uh, to kind of back end. Quinn Hughes being the biggest, or not one of the biggest, but uh, breaking a record and having a big surprise um, and positive thing for the season. But coming up after this break, I just want to touch on Brandon Sutter because he was in the news. Uh, he was on the broadcast last night talking about dealing with COVID, and I just you know want to send my well wishes. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar, I love it. Powder Puffs, uh, sorry. Puffs, the first ever marshmallow-infused protein bar, 100% real chocolate, low carbs, low calorie. Built Bar is it. Go to builtbar.com. Tell them I sent you from lockdown. And get the promo code. Get yourself a discount. Built Bar is the way to rock and roll. Um, they they don't worry about the... They figure out the taste first, then they make it healthy after. I don't know how they do it, but they do it all the time. Definitely hit up Built Bar. Um, they're healthy. It's good to eat. You got the late night munchies, late night snacks. Go to get a built bar. It will make you feel a lot better. Instead of those candy bars you would be crushing uh in your pantry that you know that you shouldn't be eating, but you're eating anyway. So go to built bar, get built bar. Definitely something that you want to get on. All right, so we only have a few minutes left in the show. Uh Brandon Sutter was on um uh, the SportsNet broadcast in the intermission talking about just dealing with COVID. Now he's been out since pretty much the Canucks last year got hit with COVID badly. 25 people. Uh, in the organization, were you know out with COVID. Of course, the thoughts of well, why are we even playing the rest of the season, um, all that stuff last year, um, and Sutter has been battling with that since then. Um, he played a few games, and he's back on the ice skating. And um, I just want to wish Brandon Sutter the best. I know in this market, you know, people were getting hard on him because he was getting paid a lot of money and he wasn't producing, or the Canucks were struggling. But Brandon Sutter is a solid character guy. He's a guy who, um, he's had a long career, you know, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Vancouver. He's been a strong locker room leader. And you want to see guys like that succeed. And I, I don't know if he's going to be back in Vancouver next year. He's only on a one-year deal. He's projected to be in, uh, sorry, he's going to be a UFA again. I don't know if he's going to retire, um, if he's going to play again. But um, I just want to see Brandon Sutter come back healthy. He's got a young family. He's got a, you know, I'm sure he's got a young family. I'm sure he wants to live a long life. And he will. I just wish that Brandon Sutter takes his time, put hockey second. Your life, any in any any uh, thing you do, in my in my personal opinion, if you are in a career and it's a and you are you know dealing with a certain ailment, work should come second. Your personal health, your physical health, your mental health should always come first because if your physicals aren't working, your mentals aren't working, you aren't going to be completely functional, and that's going to be deterrent to wherever you know the, your loved ones, your employment. If your, if your mentals aren't working, your physical health is not going to work if uh, vice versa. Right. So, I mean, I want to see Brandon Sutter just get healthy and be able to reintegrate himself with regular life and just be live an active life. Now, if he can come back and play in the, in the NHL, that is great. Um, but it just shows you just how much this pandemic, this virus has affected our lives. Um, so I definitely hope that Brandon Sutter gets uh, right, we see him back on the ice, hopefully, potentially in a Canucks uniform. I think he would have been a great fourth line center and a great leader for a team, especially with a young youth movement coming in. Um, or just like I mentioned for culture. So I think Brandon Sutter can be a guy to help set the culture um, in Vancouver. So that's kind of it for today, guys. Um, a quick episode again. Sorry, I was a little bit late. Uh, dropping it today. i just kind of busy with the customs of life. But tomorrow, uh, we will have the Canucks versus Kings, which would have been an amazing game if the Canucks were still in the playoff hunt, but they're not. So we'll break it down. Maybe Spencer Martin gets more action. The young guys talk about that. Maybe some draft lottery simulators because that's what we're looking forward to. Um, so that's coming up tomorrow um, on Locked On Canucks. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen or second listen of the day. Your next listen of the day. Tune to the guys on Locked On NHL who get you set for everything NHL. Get your prime ready for all things the NHL. The Stanley Cup playoffs right around the corner. I'm going with the Hurricanes to win the Cup. That's my prediction. I should have waited to tell you that. But you don't forget, I'm going to go with the, the Hurricanes to uh, win the Stanley Cup. And so check out the guys on Locked On NHL. And also take care. Everybody stay safe.